So, uh, obviously, we'll have that stuff to discuss. We'll have, sadly, Eddie Van Halen's passing, as this is the old man music show. <laughs> That's what it's become, right? Well, at least these last two weeks, because there's things with old man music happening. Right. It's better than shitty wrestling talk, so... Well, again, listen, when, when they make their appearance on uh, Friday Night Smackdown, you'll be the second one to know. <laughs> and they will. They, I have a feeling that they're going to show up that Vince is going to drive a big truckload of money up to them. And at least they'll get to play a song once or twice. That's That'll happen. Right. So what I think is going to happen is I'm not sure. Well, I don't know if they're going to uh, they're going to play at the Thunderdome, oh. the Capitol Combat Center. Or as we had discussed last week, or uh, I'm like, oh, the SmackDown that was scheduled to be here on the 30th of October has been canceled, but WWE still has stuff on their schedule six weeks out. Oh, wouldn't that have been? Oh, go ahead. They they canceled live events up to the end of October and the first week of November, but they're like, third week after the election, things should be okay, right? Oh, yeah. I have a feeling it's all going to go away the week after the election, Joe. I've heard that in some newspapers that I've I've subscribed to. Mm-hmm. But not on uh, family members you don't talk talk to's uh Facebook posts. No, 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 none of them. But uh yeah, so hopefully I'm sad that you won't get to go to see Halloween Smackdown, Joe. I absolutely I would have loved to have gone to see Halloween Smackdown. What would you have gone as? Would you have what, what would you have dressed up as a wrestler guy? I would have went as a portly wrestling fan. Oh, w- would you have a gimmick like all the good real the really good wrestling fans have? Well, all of my replica belts are in the wash. <laughs> okay. And I don't think they'll be back from the dry cleaner before then. See, I would have went with you and I would have had my intergalactic belt over my shoulder. Oh, that's right. And I would have been in the front row yelling, like, who wants a shot? That's what I would have done. You'd have jumped the rail and attacked Otis or something. That's right. Just like Gronk and Green Arrow. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then you, you're wearing like an, a black shirt so they think you're security. Yeah. You, you give the actual security like the Iggy and say like, and you speak like Carney to them. You're like Kizabe in the Fizabe or whatever. And they're like, right. oh, okay. And then they allow you to stab someone. <laughs> That's right. That's how it goes. But I keep the belt, so it's okay. I retain, Joe. Because I don't know who's, you know, I, don't, I, I can't imagine who's on the traveling brands these days. Mm-hmm. But I, I can't imagine there's any, like, real shooters on the real brand, you know? Right. It's all stabbers now, so I'd be yeah. okay. Oh. No shooters off. Riddle, I grab you. He did some of the the UFC, right? Does his uh, catchphrase riddle me this? No, actually, his <laughs> he has two catchphrases. Uh, Todd, one yeah. is bro. Ooh, nice. The other one is I did not have sex with that woman. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure that's real easy to work into a promo too. Well, it is on his heel. The heels. Uh, against him who were like oh yeah you know we have a match tonight and you might be a better grappler than me but you're also better at cheating on your wife than me oh and that's when he whips it out the no, phrase, he, get, I mean. he gets sad and then loses later on that night it's all very confusing the way that people get booked these days oh, okay but 
your boy, uh, Bad News Barrett, is back. Oh, is he doing the, the gimmick that I love? Not yet. Oh. Actually, and this will be, again, so this is uh, Longbox Heroes <laughs> After Dark. What are, what are the... What episode are we on? I always forget the numbers. 308. Right. Todd brought up wrestling, and this will be the end of wrestling talk, and we have our other stuff to discuss. Mm -hmm. Uh, But this past week, he does commentary on NXT. Okay. So this past week on NXT, they had the, the commentators there calling the matches live. But actually, one of the pe- one of the three people that were there was an actual person who was calling things live. Bad News Barrett was, like, remote calling things in, mm-hmm. and the female commentator was remote calling things in for the call of the show. But for aesthetic purposes, they just had, like, f- two fake shimps sitting at the table with <laughs> the guy who was actually there, actually calling the show. Please tell me, were they actual people or cardboard cutouts? Actual people. Uh, with fake wigs and stuff? No, and that's the thing. So, like, uh, you know, it's like a dark-haired white guy sitting next to a dark-haired white guy. Okay. Uh, but the woman commentator, Beth Phoenix, is a blonde-haired, you know, rather tall woman. And sitting in her chair was a dark-haired, diminutive woman. Ah, so it was seamless, is what you're saying. Leave it to World Wrestling Entertainment in a pinch not to be able to find a tall, blonde-haired person in Florida. I was just going to say, even on the roster, I mean, <laughs> they're pretty scarce, Joe. Listen, they're all too busy cartwheeling is the problem. Oh, that's it. Or running from certain co-hosts. Oh, no, she's tiny. She would, oh. she would have, she was, she's, are you talking about Adam and his Alexa Bliss? Yes, Bliss is short. Oh, she's like four foot two. She's like, a. she's like, uh, I think she was on Jerry's uh, micro wrestling this past <laughs> Monday night. And that's why you guys aren't calling it anymore. Right. <laughs> because of the, because of the legal paperwork, if you know what I mean. That's right. Adam's voice can't be within 30 feet of Alexa Bliss. That's right. And he carries, so. Yes. So, hey, before we get into other things to discuss on After Dark this week, mm-hmm. uh, officially, as of this recording, Todd, flip-flop sandal weather is over. Oh, yes, I agree with you. Because, uh, uh, you know, listen, I, I don't like putting on socks and then shoes and then coming home and having to take off shoes and then socks. I'll wear flip-flops for as long as I can. You know, I mm-hmm. bumped into Brett of uh, Wednesday Night Wars. Uh, the other day, because he lives up the road, and uh, we were both, it was, you know, starting to get chilly, we were both wearing flip-flops, and we're like, I'll, I'm wearing flip-flops uh, until there's snow in the ground, and, like, in my mind, there was an, a- like, an invisible asterisk, right? Right. The invisible asterisk is, is when I trip and fall, and I bust my big toe open completely. <laughs> okay. So, remember where... To put things into perspective, and this is only for Todd, because really this podcast is only for Todd. Okay. Who doesn't listen to podcasts, so I make him do a podcast, so he hears <laughs> a podcast. That's right. Technically, I'm absorbing a podcast right now. Yes. So remember where uh, you saw me and Asa out walking for a Pokemon walk? Yes, I do. And literally right there is where I stub my toe. Okay. And when I say I stub my toe... I tripped, stopped myself from falling, but I caught, like, my toe on a raised piece of the sidewalk there. That sounds delightful. 
So I'm like, this doesn't look good. This doesn't feel good. Uh, April and Asa were off at a- a- Asa's piano practice, so I I hoofed it home from there. Mm-hmm. Now, I had to make sure that when I came home that I didn't leave a bloody footprint <laughs> because I was bleeding so much, my sandal that I was wearing had filled up completely with blood. Oh, good. I was, blood. I, I was walking in, like, a boat of my own blood. <laughs> I was thinking blood boat, yes. Yes. I think that's one of the 31 more horror movies I won't have time to watch this October. Right, right. So I got home. I rinsed off my flip-flop. I rinsed off my foot. <laughs> I bandaged my foot up. And then April comes home, and she's like, you didn't do this. You didn't put the numbing jelly on it. I'm like, I don't know where any of that shit is. You know, my I don't foot, even want to know why you have nothing. My initial nope. reaction was stop the bleeding. It wasn't to try to find, like, the special Band-Aids and whatever else, right? So after dinner, April's like, oh, let me rebandage it for you and put the numbing jelly on it so it doesn't hurt. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. it really doesn't hurt. It's more of a throbbing pain. Right, right. So when she took off the bandage that I put on, I'm not sure if the face that she made was for how poorly I'd initially bandaged my foot <laughs> or how gruesome my foot looked or a combination of both. Right, right. I just have one question. Is the uh, numbing jelly Adam and Eve brand or? No, come on now. I don't know what you're talking about, Todd. That's not this kind of show. <laughs> that is true. Um, but in doing so, um, she's like, she looked at like, I can't see, like it's bleeding. You know what I mean? Like, I can't see through the blood. I'm not that sort of person. Right. Mm-hmm. Um. So she says, that really could have used some stitches. Like, that's how deep and whatever the cut was. Right. Oh, so that's it. Mm-hmm. So you just gauzed it up and you got, you have a big, like, super toe now, like, with all the, like, bandaging stuff on it now? Well, we'll see how super it is when I wake up tomorrow and I have to, like, re-bandage it, right? Ah, okay. And, and that's going to be nice when you pull off the bandage with the dried blood stuck to it? Yeah. Oh, that's always good. That's just, like, reopening everything, you know? You have to do it, you have to do it softly. Ah, yes. Yes. But, but we have other a- positive and negative things to talk about here. Yes, we do. I think I left the part at the beginning when I said, uh, this is the old man music show. You might have. We were pretty good before we started. Right, right. No one was incriminated. Right. Uh, But I'll say it again, just in case. Uh, So, I guess good news we'll start off with. Todd was right. ACDC is coming back with a new album. Question mark. And it's not entitled... (laughs) <laughs> red lightning as i had suggested or strap it on like i was hoping that's a different connotation yes the guitar joe strap on the guitar so you can play rock and roll gotcha so are you excited todd did they release did they announce a release date for the album or is this just like all still pie in the sky stuff because I saw in that article on the Rolling Stone that you sent me where it's like, oh, it was recorded at like the end of 2018, 2019 to hopefully coincide with the tour. Mm-hmm. And then none of that shit happened. Right. Um, no, what they what they have to do is they did announce a, a single, the first single, which is, uh, I think, Shot in the Dark. Uh, right. Which, which will debut uh, as we're recording this midnight tonight, I guess. 
Oh, okay. So in New York, I guess you can buy it or whatever. I don't know if they have like little pop-up stands or I don't know on that. But that's going to be up on like their official YouTube page or something, right? Right. But I guess buying it, you know what I mean? Right. Um, But uh, what was I going to say? So this is seems to be working like rock, rock or bust. I don't want you to, you know, like the chair. Right. I saw their their previous tour, Rocket Bus. (laughs) right um the solid gold rocket bus but uh they they uh they did this last time where it was like all right we're we're gonna debut a uh a single this month and i think it was one month earlier uh when they were doing it but it'll be like uh, october they'll have a single then they'll probably have a, a november single and then december the album came out because last time it was September a single, October a single, and then November the release. But either way, I think they're trying to uh, prop up the 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 fourth quarter of 2020 for the record label. You know what I mean? Like they'll get some sales out of this. Try to try to you know finish strong, I guess, and for Christmas. So that's my prediction. I don't know if that's 100 percent true, but that's the way they did it last time. So right, and and the article, of course, you know they're they're prepping everyone, putting them on. Not black ice, but I guess whatever ice preserves old people right. in the hopes that they'll be able to tour come 2021. Right. Disney ice is what they're on, Joe. Yes. But no, like, and then hopefully they said because they were planning on it, but then when it all went sideways, it's like, they're not going to do it. Like, like, I think Brian Johnson, the singer who, you know, he got his ear device so he can sing and hear. So that's why he was off it. But he's, uh he's he's like close to 70 like they they're they're not going to do like you know house shows like little little dinky shows like when they do like in brazil and whatever they have like 300,000 fans they're not risking anything while they're uh you know that age and plus do they really want bodies on their legacy if they go and wherever they're at has a hot spot because of their concert that's not you know that's not a good look for them, you know sure so it's it, like they wouldn't be as foolish as to play uh, a, an indoor arena with, you know, half capacity during Sturgis without wearing masks. They wouldn't be that foolish. No, no. You'd have to be just crazy to do something like that. You'd have to be blitzed out of your mind on cocaine and vodka to do that. <laughs> right. Spectrox, Joe. Keep it legit. Oh, I'm sorry. Spectrox. That's right. Right. Allegedly. 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 This is, this is a show for entertainment purposes only. That's, I also <laughs> have to throw that in there now, too. <laughs> right. I have a long list of legal decla- disclaimers <laughs> I have to make during all of our podcasting. Uh, as you should. Now, I have to ask you as well, because... Um, there was something else that popped out of the article that you told me to make sure that it pops out for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> was at the end of their previous tour. Okay, I have to read this uh, this line, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, when ACDC wrapped up their Rocket Bus tour in <laughs> September of 2006, the band truly seemed to be done forever. Rhythm guitarist Malcolm Young was in the final throes of a battle with dementia that forced his retirement two years earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, singer Brian Johnson missed the last 23 gigs due to hearing loss, as Todd mentioned, with Axl Rose stepping in as a temporary replacement. Bassist Cliff Williams announced he had simply had enough and decided to retire, whereas drummer Phil Rudd <laughs> sat out the entire tour for being arrested in New Zealand for <laughs> attempting to procure a murder. 
<laughs> yes, but don't forget the possession of uh, methamphetamines and cannabis, Joe. That's a, now that's that a again. Too. That's the headline though. The the procuring a murder. Right. Uh, so but, what's going uh, on, Todd? Why are why are drummers in an aging rock band attempting to procure murders? I have no idea. Like that never really came out. It was just like all that happened. Um, and that was like November 6th of 2014. And, uh, they, they, uh, the, the charges attempting to procure a murder was withdrawn the following day. And on the April of next year, he pleaded guilty to the remaining charges, which were methamphetamines and cannabis. And, uh, uh, with the exception of one of the two threatening to kill charges, which were dropped. So I guess everything was dropped. I guess that's when you have money. You're able to do it. And then in July, he was sentenced to eight months of home detention in order to pay uh, 120000 New Zealand dollars, which I believe have hobbits on them. I'm not 100% sure. But, uh, like, I don't know. I think procuring a murder should get you a little more. But I guess when you have that uh, back in black money, you're, you're, you could get away whatever you want, Joe. So, I, I like, and it never came out. I never found out what it was. They just said uh, he's in a better place now. He's got you know psychiatric uh, help and everything, so he's going to go on tour with them when uh, when it, when it happens. So good for him, Phil Rudd, getting above the craziness, Joe. So that was about six years ago. I'm just trying to find more information on this. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I looked at the time and like since I mean I didn't dig dig like every week to figure it out, but I never saw any. Any, like, who he was trying to murder or... Right, so even in, like, the BBC um, uh, reports of this, essentially just say that he had... um, uh, It was an alleged murder plot targeting two men. Uh, The judge ruled that their names, as well as the name of the alleged hitman, cannot be revealed. Ooh. Yeah, you wouldn't want to have known hitmen out there, Joe. The only reason that one stands out to me is obviously he's attempting to procure a murder. But the only other time that I heard the word procure used, and of course it always comes back to wrestling, is (laughs) when Bob Backlund turned evil. And Mm -hmm. he had his dreaded chicken wing hold that he would do to people. Right. Not me holding my chicken wings at my dinner, but it was a cross-faced chicken wing hold. Mm-hmm. And whenever he would attempt the hold, Vince on commentary would always say, he's trying to procure the chicken wing. Okay. So, I don't know. It was a Vinceism. I thought it was one of those fake Vince McMahon words for like my entire life. <laughs> no, no. Procure usually meant um, to, to get hookers too. So, and that would have nothing oh. to do with wrestling. So, so was this, was this Vince insinuating that Bob Backlund was attempting to commit a murder on hookers, I guess? Wow, that could be. Would that be the that'd be the first time a wrestler ever tried anything like that? Probably. Right. Usually they date them for a while. Again, allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. This, this is the entertainment portion of the show. And that's why they. That's why you can't. That certain people can't. Re, you know, become the champion. You know, or rumors that I heard. Anyway. Anyway. But also in much sadder news, even sadder than my busted up toe. <laughs> right. Is Eddie Van Halen passed away today as we record this on a Tuesday? Yeah, I found out earlier today and, you know, I I, for, and I forgot. I, I knew he was having, you know, he had a bout of, he was 
fighting cancer and that's pretty much what you know what happened to him but i completely like because he was out of the the limelight that i completely forgot that he was battling it so when i found out today i was like wow like you know eddie eddie like just a part of my you know part of the soundtrack of my youth if you will joe for sure and i will say this he was actually battling with cancer i would if i was to guess it had to be at least the last 10 plus years yep and the last time that i he was on he and that so it must have been like 10 15 years ago because it was about 9 or 10 years ago that he was on uh howard stern talking about it being in remission and that he was just like you know, on a steady diet of smoking pot, and that's what put the cancer into remission. Okay. And hadn't heard nothing. You know, obviously, you don't hear a lot about a lot of people Mm -hmm. for the last seven months or so for a variety of reasons. Right. There's no TMZ following people around right now. (laughs) Right. And, uh, yeah, so this is a bummer. You mentioned the, uh, you know, um... You know, uh, the, the music of my childhood, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Van Halen was one of the pr- most prolific bands of the late 70s, early 80s, into the late 80s, you know? Yep, and I'm glad you mentioned that because a lot of people forget that, like, that first album was 78. Uh-huh. You know, because, like, they were bulletproof from, like, that 80s synth sound that, that came, like, shortly after it. Right, because 1984 were... was like the hit. Like that's the album. Like you, you, like I think everyone just got that album sent to their house. Right. The old joke from Wayne's World: If you lived in the suburbs, you were issued it. You know what right. I mean? Like uh, Frampton comes alive. But like that, like that was a big hit. But you look back at Van Halen uh, one, which is just called Van Halen in '78. That's a scorcher of a debut album, Joe. Like that's ridiculous. Like and that's, gonna... and so uh, you know from Eddie and Alex being on Howard Stern and the tales that David Lee Roth himself tells <laughs> and you know uh, some would say that David Lee Roth is almost the Rob Liefeld of music but I'm not one of those people. What um, he's talented, he's not Rob. Oh my goodness, how dare you! So, um, he th- that right before that album came out, like they were playing proms in the valley. Oh my God! Can you imagine Van Halen at your prom? Right, but that but that's the thing. Like they were not an overnight sensation. Like they signed their record their record deal, you know, because like somebody saw them, and mm-hmm. like they're like, okay, well, they're like, you know, the album, you know, we want you to record an album. Album will come out whenever, and then you know, maybe we'll do a tour depending on how the album does. And they're mm-hmm. like, okay, well, we have all of our other gigs at like clubs and bars and high school proms and they're like okay we'll let you know if we're gonna do a tour <laughs> so did it work out yeah it worked out pretty well for them. <laughs> okay but no i'm looking at the, the first album right here you have running with the devil eruption you know uh, instrumental you really got me ain't talking about love and ice cream man J- and jamie's crying those are on the first album joe that's crazy that is crazy you know, I like I do believe like because I I was looking at at, at uh, the dis- discography and like Al, uh, Van Halen two a little bit of a dip, but yeah, and then like nineteen eighty four like that's the one that like into the stratosphere with like Jump and Panama and all that shit. So, but good times, you know, loved it all. I was always a sucker for the for the Hot for Teacher video. 
just for I think it was was it uh it wasn't Alex Van Halen who was the drummer Anthony. Uh, I I I want to say Anthony Daniels and that's not correct because they had the Jack Daniels like whatever. Right, Michael Anthony. Michael Anthony. There you and, go. And they're in the they're in the in the in the super like sparkly suits kind of a deal, and they're trying to dance, and he just has like he's got none of it down. So great, so great. I love Hot for Teacher, but it's no pound cake. The video later with Sammy Hagar, with the drill, with the with the guitar playing with a drill. That's fantastic. <sighs> I like Van Halen. So uh, I liked the cornball David Lee Roth era of Van Halen more than the we're a little bit too much too serious for our own good Red Rocker days. Right, right. And they came back around a little bit with Sammy before he left. But yeah, they did. They did change. But I did like, you know, a couple of the hits with uh, Sammy. But yeah, the the heyday. You know, like that whole that old joke. You're a you're a Van Halen fan, not a Van Hagar fan. Now, I'll I'll say this um, as well. So, you know, I'm a little bit younger than you. I recall music being a thing in like, let's say, 83, 84, right? Mm-hmm. So while Van Halen 1984 was not the first time that I heard Van Halen, the first time that I heard Van Halen was Eddie playing on Michael Jackson's Thriller, which was the other album that you got like sent to your house that year. Right. Right. Which I did not know for years that he did that. Well, I, you know, we had MTV very early on on our cable system, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, on the line for Verto Cable, where I live like literally the alley behind my house Mm -hmm. was the border between like where Taylor and Scranton meet. (laughs) Right. The house I grew up in, like literally the alley. Okay. Um. So, like, we kind of got some more little, you know, premium channels a little bit earlier than a lot of other folks, but not a lot of them, but some of them anyway. But they had, alongside the Thriller video, of course, which was, like, whatever it was, they also had the making of the Thriller video. Like, and that was, like, its own, like, half-hour documentary, like, done by John Lantis, I think, before he killed people with the Twilight Zone movie. Like That's right, before but, like, he dropped the helicopter. Real close, though. Right, before he dropped the helicopter on somebody. That's not what happened. What happened was actually much, much worse. Right. Um, So in the documentary, like there's like, you know, the Vincent Price stuff and the Eddie Van Halen stuff. And like, you know, I'm like, oh, what's Van Halen? You know, and then it's not like I could punch it up on Google or whatever. There was no Google in 1983. Mm -hmm. Uh, So the next time that I go to, you know, whatever my folks take me to Gallery of Sound or whatever the music place around us was. I'm like, oh, could we try listen what this Van Halen is? And my mom got us the album when it came out, and she knew who it was. But, like, my mom was more like a Beatles person. I think we've discussed this before. My dad was more of an Alice Cooper-type person. Mm-hmm. But, like, 84 was, like, the beginning of, like, the musical tastes that I still carry with me today. Right. Um. So, you know, that was, like, Michael Jackson, Eddie Van Halen to Van Halen, and, you know, we're off to the races with, you know, a stagnation in about 1994, so. Right, and I'll always remember the, what was it, was it Better Off Dead with uh, John Cusack making the hamburgers? Okay. With with, uh, the Van Halen song playing, do you remember that? I never saw that movie. 
Oh, okay. I'm trying to remember if it was that one or the one with uh, with uh, Bobcat Goldthwait. Uh, but there was one where he. Oh wait, are you talking? Okay, one crazy summer. You're talking about? I think it was one crazy summer. Because I'm thinking of like some other Cusack movie from that era. Right, but it was all. It was Savage Steve Holland from uh, from Eek the Cat. He directed those movies. It was one crazy summer that I've seen. Right, and he does the claymation thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With uh, th- that's such a great scene. That always stuck with me. You know what I mean? I'm getting them all mixed up because I got a lot going on. I'm not as young as I used to be, Joe. None of us are. But good stuff. Now I want to so, watch Eat the Cat. Uh, so the other thing I uh, want to just mention with the Eddie, Van- the other Eddie Van Halen thing that I think they either mentioned in the special or it became like folklore after that was very early in those days, like when they started to break big. Mm-hmm. At concerts, Eddie Van Halen would pe- play with his back to the crowd. Okay. Because he didn't want anyone to see how he played. Because he didn't right. want anyone to rip off how he played. I remember hearing that. And it wasn't until like 86, 87, like I think with the David Lee Roth split into... Um, and I, th- and like, I could have some of my facts mixed up and it wasn't in David Lee Roth's like house band when he was just like David Lee Roth and a bunch of like musicians that Steve Vai was the guitarist right. with David Lee Roth. He, he was for a while. I remember that. Okay. So when Steve Vai is in David Lee Roth's solo band and then Eddie hears Steve Vai, he was just like, fuck it. Like, I don't care. Like, I'm not going to be able to do what he does. Nobody's going to be able to do what I'm doing. So I don't care if people see what I'm doing on stage. Right, right. Stevie Vai was was pretty good. I think even in, like, the videos for the 1984 album, like, you'll see Eddie playing, but, like, you won't see both hands in the video at the same time. Like, that sort of thing. Right. He's a magician. Yeah. Can't, Can't give it all away. Well, listen, you know. A lot of those guys may have uh, had something that they were doing that was also making them paranoid for some reason. Mm, I wonder what that could have been. Could have been but anything. Yeah, it could have been anything. But no, I get you. I get you. But you know, good it was good stuff. And I I like the the little bit of like a, a tiff. And when they came back together and they had the the songs on the Twister soundtrack. Do you remember that? <laughs> yes. Meanwhile's magic. I was probably out of, by the time Gary Sharon came along, I'm like, okay, I'm done guys. Right. But I'm thinking about this. It was that once I was like, oh my God, they have a new song with uh, David Lee Roth. And I have no idea why, but if you go into the shop, uh, it was me, me wise magic. And we have no idea why at one time we thought one of the lyrics was trampoline. Why don't you bounce me? And to this day, we still sing that when the song, that part of the song comes on. Like, I can't do it because the music isn't going on, if you know what I mean. But I know, like, and we'd always be like, trampoline, why don't you bounce me? It's just the stupidest things that you remember. You know what I mean, Joe? Good times. Good times. So, sadly, they will be missed. Hopefully, uh, ACDC gets a chance to tour before... We're all dead. 
Yes, because they're going to outlive us all. They're like cockroaches. Unless uh, Phil Rudd procures something. He gets mad and procures something. He procures a hit on all of them, but ironically, he hires them to kill themselves. They have so much dementia, they actually do kill themselves. That's true. Could happen. Could happen. These are all very likely stories. Mm -hmm. So is there anything else that needs to be tabled here, Todd? Uh, I don't think so. I think we've covered just about everything. Okay. So, hey, maybe you're listening to this early, and that's because you pay us $5 a month on the old Patreon. You're also going to be getting uh, Babbling Brooks' Life Stinks sometime this weekend. Uh, maybe you're listening to this on Friday. Maybe that means you're a less than $5 patron or not a patron at all. Maybe the idea of listening to Todd and I talk about the September 1990 previews comic book catalog will entice you to give us a dollar a month and listen to those shows. I say give us $5 so you can listen to these shows after Dark and Longbox Heroes itself in the correct listening order. I hear that's the way to do it from certain people. That's right. Patreon.com slash Longbox Heroes. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we don't mention it over here as much uh, as we do in the main show, of course, about the Amazon click-through. Uh, if you're getting the show, LongboxHeroes.com. Uh, make any and all of your Amazon purchases through our click-through at the top of the page there. Does not charge you anything extra. Gives us a little bit of a kickback. They call it an advertising fee. Usually the reminder here is because somebody posted or bought something dirty <laughs> or adult through the Amazon click-through. That's not the case. But I did just want to remind it because next week, the 13th and 14th, is Amazon Prime Days, plural. And uh, I hope you buy all the slightly used PlayStation 2 memory cards your heart can stand. <laughs> That's right. My heart can only stand so many of those, though, Joe. I have fashioned a heart out of them, and that is my <laughs> new heart. I have so many save files for Final Fantasy VII that's running my body. Oh, is that a game? I never played that. I'll yeah, that. yeah, I'm sad that my life exists in a way that I don't have time to devote to, like, role-playing games and stuff. Ah. And my kid plays, like, you know, knockoff-y versions of ones. And I'm like, that's a start. That's how it begins. Like, that germ starts when you pay, play, like, the guy who made Five Nights at Freddy decided to do a role-playing game with the characters, and it got thrown off of Steam because it got too many negative reviews, so he just <laughs> said, fuck it, everyone could have it for free. And that was, like, four years ago, and my kid's into it now, so it's like, oh, it's a free game, he could play, great, go for it. And I he think liked. you... I was gonna say, I think the only role playing game I ever played on like my systems was Baldur's Gate. <laughs> that was about it. Oh, that was even before my time. Right. You're so, listening to the soon that's all to I be got. named soon network, to be. the Lamborghini <laughs> of Podcast Network.